Is this Andrew Hamrick? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Fully Known. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing pretty well. I'm pretty excited. So, this is a Monday when this uh, is being recorded, and you were at the grocery store, which delayed our call. I'm wondering what was the most what was the most exciting thing you got today at Giant? <laughs> the most exciting thing? Um, we got a lot of cider. We're having a party this weekend, so we got like, oh, nice. two big jugs of cider. Nice. So probably the most exciting. <laughs> do you, Do you serve it warm or do you serve it cold? Um, Rachel likes it warm. I like it more cold, actually. Mm, I'm similar. I like it cold. Yeah, but, uh, I know. I drink it faster <laughs> in the winter. Yeah, in the winter, people do serve it warm. So yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. And just since we're on the topic of groceries, what do you think the best breakfast cereal is? This is a big debate among a lot of oh, people. Oh man, uh, <laughs> cinnamon toast crunch is my go-to. Nice, nice. Yeah. Hey, Courtney's dad, when he was here, he likes uh, oatmeal raisin crunch. And what? Why? I know. But this is a special, this <laughs> of all like, the choices you have. That's a special splurge, so we always make sure we get that when he's here. So, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a, um, you know, definitely cinnamon toast crunch or um, graham. What's the golden grams? I love golden grams. Oh yeah, that's all right. So yeah. yeah. Uh well, thanks for taking the time to to talk tonight. I thought it'd be fun to maybe just start with hearing a little bit about your 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 background growing up, uh, a little bit about uh, yeah. your family, and yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have one younger brother. His name is Zach. He's two years older than me. Uh, he's mm-hmm. just finishing up college. Um, and then my mom and dad, they were missionaries for 18 years of my life. So I actually grew up overseas in South Africa from the time I was like, 13 months to 10 years old, and then uh, we moved to Cameroon in West Africa, and that wow. was for eight years. So, yeah, so my childhood I spent overseas. Yeah. What do you, what stands out looking back on those years about what it was like to be grow, like growing up in a, in a different country? Hmm. And I do remember, like, at sometimes, like, when we were in Cameroon, I was, like, going to go out my day, and I was like, well, this doesn't really feel like the normal childhood experience of like living overseas and like a foreign country kind of thing and kind of just like appreciating the experience um, in those mm-hmm. moments of this isn't normal this is actually a really cool um, mm. special thing that I get to share in um, yeah so yeah so a lot of gratitude for that in that way and what kind of work were your parents doing on the mission field what was their assignment uh they did church planning so oh, wow in South Africa like the the goal was, you know, to like start a church plant and then to get someone like from the country to end up taking it over so then my parents could then move on. That's incredible. That's exciting work. Not easy yeah. either. <laughs> no, no, it was pretty challenging. Uh, it was pretty challenging in Cameroon as well. Yeah, that's amazing. Did they see any churches actually, um, you know, s- stick around after they had planted them? Yeah, the one, the major one that they did in South Africa, it's... Um, still kicking it's like it's my own church now that's pretty cool. amazing yeah and like they have their own church building and everything like they broke ground a few years ago so that's really exciting to see yeah oh that's amazing yeah real yeah. real fruit i mean church planting is such a, a brutal enterprise and so to see any churches yeah. you know last the test of time is really exciting so that must be rewarding for your parents yeah yeah i'm sure that's been like uh i guess 13 years since they started it. Wow. 
Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So when you guys were on furlough, mm-hmm. what did you feel? Um, so I've heard, you know, from kids that grew up on the mission field, sometimes they don't feel at home in either place. And I'm wondering if that was your experience or when you came to the States, you were like, oh, this feels like it fits better, you know, or if you mm-hmm. actually longed to go back on the field because that felt more like home. Um, I think it definitely felt more at home as a missionary kid in mm-hmm. either South Africa or Cameroon. Mm-hmm. Um, like we would come home to like our, our home, like church or supporting church. And people were like, welcome home. Like, aren't you glad to be back? Um, kind of like, this is your home. How do you feel about that? And it kind of would make me upset because it, it wasn't not my home. It's like not where I grew up. I didn't really have any friends or connections. It was really just my parents and their relationships. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so kind of meeting that question with animosity almost of, well, this isn't home. This is just a temporary thing for me. Sure. Yeah, yeah that's that's... It's intense. I'm sure they were probably not expecting. They're making small talk, and and that's what you're right, thinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I don't. I don't think I ever like, said that outright to somebody because I had to be you know, polite. But mm. it was definitely there in my mind of like, well, this isn't really. This is like more of a like a year long vacation for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So I don't know if everyone at Grace Point knows this, but you are in training to be a counselor, and yeah. I'm, one, I'm wondering, you know, how you ended up uh, in that field. Is that something you knew for a long time or do you feel like counseling chose you or, you know, yeah, share a little bit about that journey to that profession. Uh, Well, I, when I was younger, I was pretty convinced I wanted to be a pastor. Um, Mm. So we'd have like career days and I would dress up in like a suit and tie and walk around with a a Bible or something. Um, Mostly just because like that was kind of what I was familiar familiar with. Like all the adults I knew were like pastors or missionaries. like very ministry related so i started out as small bible college and like that was my major um, mm-hmm. my pastoral ministry i think like three or four weeks in i just i was not feeling it i kind of forgot that you know like pastors have to like stand stand in front of people and do like public speaking a lot um you know, just a lot more than you know liking to study the bible so mm-hmm. i kind of realized well i kind of like the people like individual aspects of like pastoring so i started looking at counseling i was like well this is kind of a way i can get like one-on-one kind of minister to people and that was yeah i think that was, that was my freshman year and it kind of it went back and forth a couple i, I was an english major for for two weeks because i was just very confused um, mm. but i would say since my sophomore year uh, about like five years ago this one kind of side i'm really into counseling this is what i want to like do for the rest of my life so Mhm, mhm. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm curious, just because I've had this experience. Do what? How do people typically respond to you when they ask you what you do and you share that you're a counselor? <laughs> well, I, I think they um they get like confused because I get a lot of um like well like what am I thinking right now or stuff like that like I think I'm psychic not like a psychologist. Um, <laughs> yes. I'm not sure if you get that. <laughs> I like, do. That's why I asked the question. It's, it's, it's weird. Like, you know, like I'm not a mind reader and, you know, we just met, so I don't really know you that well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. you try to like, put up a joke, but it's a weird reaction. Yeah. I'm wondering if you've ever, you know, 
created a theory about why that's the first thought people have because it's always been a puzzle to me. It's like, yeah, what what about psychology makes you think we have telepathy? It's just right, exactly. <laughs> kind of like a little magic trick of like, show me one. Like if if you're really a counselor, you know, you're gonna know what's going on inside of me. I'm like, well, okay, right. That's not how that really works. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's very interesting. Well, I mean that that makes me feel better that I'm not okay, alone good. in that. Yeah, it's good to. It's good to know you've had the same question asked of you. Yeah. Oh man. So your program's finishing up this year. Um, what are your, you know, dreams uh, you know, in terms of using this degree? Um, I'd like to graduate. That's probably my biggest right <laughs> Yes. Um I think I want to do like a adolescent youth sort of counseling. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I want to like be like an adolescent counselor, but I think I definitely want more experience with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested in trauma. Um, mm. I think because of like living overseas, very very interested in like uh, being culturally competent and exploring mm-hmm. more more of that of like how to reach other people in counseling, not just people like me. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, it's important, very important. Stuff. Three, three pretty big directions, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm sure you've heard this. I wonder if your program's been talking about it, but. The season that we find ourselves in, I think, you know, counseling is going to be even more crucial um, than it right, already is absolutely. in in the years to come. So, um, yeah, it's important work you're doing. It's exciting. Yeah, it's pretty impactful. So, exciting. You got married in August. Yes. And, uh, and I am curious, uh, what is a honeymoon like in the time of COVID? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Well, I mean, if you go to Tennessee... Um, they don't really care. So it looks pretty, pretty similar. But, yeah, I mean, we originally we had thought, you know, maybe let's, like, do something overseas or go, like, in an island somewhere. And that was, like, like pre-COVID. And we're like, well, that's a lot of money, and maybe that's not. So we decided to do um, Gatlinburg, and Tennessee, and go to a the cabin there. So mm. it was pretty much what we had planned and expected. You know, like, we're we're by ourselves in the mountains for some of it, and then, Nothing too much change, I don't think, especially because it was, you know, the South. So, sure, pretty, pretty normal. Yeah, <laughs> the weather you... was different though. Right. Yeah. 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 What was um, what was maybe the sweetest surprise about the wedding having to be adjusted because of coronavirus for you guys? Um, the sweetest surprise. Yeah, because I, I mean, I'm biased because I was there, but I thought it was actually <laughs> a really beautiful wedding. So. You know, Courtney and I were definitely talking on the way home about right. you, know, you guys looked great. The the venue was beautiful, um, and all the people that were there, um, you know, were just really special. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, obviously, you know, a lot of things had to be adjusted because of mm-hmm. all the restrictions. But I was wondering if there was anything, you know, looking back, you're like, oh, that was actually just, you know. Sweeter than maybe I expected to be given all the things we had to change. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I think, honestly, the biggest surprise for me was the food mm. was really, really great. And I just I wasn't sure how it was going to turn out because of all the stuff that was going on and getting the help that we needed for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was, it was was phenomenal. And mm. I, was, I was very pleasantly surprised with that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty yummy. <laughs> it was. The food was delicious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, 
it's it's funny you know um growing up in new jersey weddings it's the amount of food served at a typical wedding is obscene oh, yeah. so you know <laughs> you, you you get like you come in and there's like a cocktail hour and then you know you have a dinner and then there's dessert and then there's mm-hmm. coffee and you just like you know you you leave kind of feeling sick because of all the food yeah, but in Oklahoma, around. yeah but in oklahoma where courtney and i got married it's actually the opposite they don't they don't serve meals at weddings typically yeah typically you have what they call light or heavy hors d'oeuvres which is like you know either a lot of people coming around with trays of finger food or not a lot of people and that was actually a huge conversation that Courtney and I had because I didn't know how many people from my family were going to make the trip to Oklahoma, but I did know that if they came, <laughs> finger food was not going to cut it. Right, that kind of was so, taking a little bit more. But it was really, it was kind of a, it was really interesting because it was one of these moments where we just saw the cultures we grew up in kind of mm-hmm. um, meet in a way that we just didn't. I mean, how often are you talking about what weddings are like? You know, where you grew up. And, you know, like, so right. it was something that we had not taught. It wasn't even on our radar. And then as we were looking at venues, um, yeah, it ended up being something that we had to, like, work through. And the food was great, but it's just funny when you talk about the, the food standing out. I remember Courtney and I that night saying how awesome the food was. And mm-hmm. I was particularly thankful that my aunts and uncles that had made the long journey got just a really nice meal <laughs> with their journey yeah. to Oklahoma. So uh, it's funny. Uh, well, um, you know, how are, how, how are things going now that you guys are moved in and, you know, living together? How is, how has married life been for the first it's, couple of months? It's been pretty nice. Yeah. Um, mm. big fan. Recommend it. <laughs> um, awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, I, I think my favorite part is like when I'm done like counseling and working and like driving home. Mm. realizing like I get to like, come to come home to Rachel and like I don't have to like go back and be nice by myself or like I like, call her when I get home or something like I actually get to spend time with her and be with her like that's probably my favorite thing I think yeah yeah it's really sweet I remember a bunch of us connecting after service one Sunday and you were just saying yeah that it's fun to be, even leave some somewhere together and say that you're you're leaving together and not having right, to work exactly. yeah it's, it's really sweet yeah, not having to say goodbye or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, I discovered, I didn't know this about you until last week, that you are a, a DC uh, superhero fan. Yeah. Um, yeah and yeah. so, because I'm a Marvel guy, so I was, right. just cu- I was curious um, to just share how how that came about. I think everyone comes to superheroes with different experiences. I'm curious, like, who was the first hero, superhero you got you know, interested in and then how did it end up becoming more of the DC universe? Right. Well, I mean, I think my, my, my overall favorite superhero is Spider-Man. So mm. it's always been him. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you those do, movies kind of... Sorry, what? You do know he's a Marvel character. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I am aware. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, honestly, in college is kind of when I started to um, make the switch when I could actually kind of get comics myself um mm. and i really got into green lantern a lot mm. um, i really enjoying him and uh the flash as well so it's, i probably said like spider-man's the top and then flash and batman probably like right there with him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool that's really cool yeah. what 
I'm just curious. This is just your opinion. What do you think is the biggest difference when you think about those two universes for yourself? Like when you think about the mm. the Spider-Man books versus like a Flash story, or I or are I feel like yeah what like um whenever I think of like DC versus Marvel, I I always feel like DC is gritty and dark. I don't I don't know why because you know like Marvel has also like their own like kind of hard storylines, but mm-hmm. maybe because of like the movie influences. Um, Mm. Marvel kind of seems more wholesome, family friendly, kind of have have fun, get a shawarma later, and then like DC is like, no, we're we're serious over here, punching bad guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. That's good. So, like like more adult almost. In, in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Oh, so tell me a little bit about what you feel like in this crazy season. God has been teaching you personally. Kind of thinking back over several of these months. Um definitely a lot of kind of learning to find peace and mm. kind of finding rest as well in all mm. the craziness. Um it's weird because I know like a lot of people haven't been working or their schedules have entirely changed, but it feels like for me, like I'm still a student. I'm mm-hmm. still kind of working towards that goal, so that it hasn't been as up as much of a upheaval as mm-hmm. it could have been. So definitely trying to find you know blessings in it as well, and having a, an attitude of thankfulness even mm-hmm. in all the crazy time too, and and also also you know taking advantage of I have this extra time, you know I can spend it with my wife now, or even like spend try and spend more time in God's word. Yeah, yeah, that's really sweet. Yeah. You shared that you've been seeing clients again in person, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think um, in August we started that. Yeah, I'm curious. You know, I, I think a lot of people are thinking about how different forms of work are going to change. And I know mm-hmm. some people that are, you know, out of a counseling center close to my house that said they're, the majority of their people, you know, they're seeing, you know, um, on Zoom right now. Right. And I... I remember, you know, processing that with you briefly. I think that that would really transform the dynamic. I'm wondering, has your clinic seen um, a dramatic drop in people that want to do it in person, or do you feel like there's still a good amount of people that would prefer to meet with you one-on-one in person? Um, I think we've seen, like, a decrease in people. Uh, that's also because we started charging for some students. Um, mm-hmm. So there's half that holding them back. but. Overall, like, I think most of them are, like, willing to come in session and kind of, like, make that trip instead of doing it on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Like, given the choice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm curious to see, you know, if if and how it'll change. Because I just think, yeah, there's something to be said about being in the person, in the room with a person. Right. And Yeah, there's, like, this that, that dynamic. Yeah, yeah. And just yeah. reading reading the silences and... um Sometimes there are silences on Zoom because there's awkward delays in the transmission. Right, because... connection, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you might and be like, really... You get, like, exactly. And you only get, like, shoulders up, really, like, in session. You get, like, the whole body language, like, their posture, kind of, like... Yeah. Their leg, or they lean forward, backwards, slouching, you know. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um, if you're in your house, yeah, you might be shifting just because you're in a comfy chair, but if you're in somebody's... <laughs> right office you know that that's the same chair they're in every week so you can kind of see those differences that 
show up from week to week. So right, or even like there's like that guaranteed privacy of mm-hmm. the session, whereas um, I've had clients where like their roommate comes in unexpectedly or mm. they hear something in the hallway and like they say stop and pause and like kind of lose that momentum even. Yes, um, I've had clients like answer me in like the car while they're trying to drive or mm. um, like, getting food from a, from a neighbor halfway through. So to pause for that. So I feel like it can be much more disruptive and like easy to like listen to distractions over Zoom too. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, what does a typical week look like for you? You know, with your course schedule, you are, you know, you're in class several days, and then what are you doing when you're not? Um, yeah. seeing clients and stuff. Um, so Mondays and Thursdays are my off days. Mm. So I spend time with Rachel, uh, doing errands, cleaning around the house, kind of just taking time to rest, going to the gym. And then uh, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I have my internship days. And those are pretty long days, especially Tuesday because I have class on that too. So I get mm. down around eight-ish. And then Saturdays and Sundays, Again, kind of recouping from the week, spending more time with Rachel. Uh, we go home fairly often, mm. about like two times a month. Um, we go back to Harrisburg, just visit her parents and my parents, and then church on Sundays and do it all over again. Yeah. Was it, you were home this past weekend, was it nice to be with family? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty nice. Um, we did some pumpkin carving stuff, so that was Oh, fun. fun. What yeah. did you guys what did you guys carve? Anything in particular or just a jack o' lantern? Uh, well Rachel, because she's insanely smart, she traced like a human skeleton hand. Wow. So it's kind of like a creepy hand on a jack o' lantern. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it, it looks pretty sweet. <laughs> did you take uh, pictures? Yeah, yeah, there's there's somewhere. Yeah. And then uh, my brother did stitch when we love stitch. Oh fun. That's so yeah. fun. My kids would have gone crazy for that. Yeah, it, it looks pretty good, honestly. He got like a little stencil out with like tracing of the sharpie and like making measurements and stuff. He was he was really into it. That's really fun. Yeah. This year was the first year in a while we didn't we had gotten pumpkins, but the squirrels ate them, and so that happened to us. We had that, like pumpkin carving a few weeks ago at Rachel's parents and brought them back, and then like the faces are all mauled, and it looks pretty horrifying, which <laughs> I guess is something like that works, but. There's like right. table marks all over it. Yeah, it's funny. That was never a thing where I grew up. We never had that yeah. issue. We had we had kids that would smash your pumpkin in front of your house. Right, exactly. <laughs> but no so no squirrels. And there were tons of squirrels in my town, but huh. here they're really aggressive. aggressive. I mean they are they're all over our trash cans in the morning and Yeah, have, they they steal the bird feeder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just saw this <laughs> video where this guy created this elaborate you know, maze. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you see that? Oh, it's funny. Mm-hmm. It's oh, pretty great. <laughs> it's pretty brilliant, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, this has been great. I'm just so thankful yeah. you made the time to, to connect and stuff. And, yeah, it's been fun. And, uh, yeah, it's been a sweet time. I wanted to end with um, a couple of kind of lightning-fast questions. There's no right or wrong answer. And, um, yeah, it's just, you know, kind of – you know, imagine you're sitting on a couch and uh, <laughs> I have a pad. I'm, I'm behind you taking notes. <laughs> just free associate. No, I'm joking. All right. Um, just let so, live consciousness. Yeah, yeah. So best Halloween candy or best candy? Uh, Controversial, I know, but I love candy corn. 
Really? I love it. Yeah, it's just, I, I don't know what it is, like the texture, the flavor, I will yeah, I, love I think, it. <laughs> I think th- this is why you and Courtney get along so well. She's a yeah. she, she's one of those minority few that like it too. Yeah. So I that's great. I'm pretty disgusted with it. Do you like uh, even the the they have pumpkins that are kind of candy corn? Can you eat those uh, too, or are you more traditional? Then, not too fancy. Yeah, just okay. regular candy corn. Nice. All right. What um what sound or noise do you love? Um, I love the sound of rain. Mm. Um, specifically, like on the roofs, because it kind of reminds me of overseas when we're living like in a rainforest. Yeah, yeah, it's great. How about a sound or noise that you hate? Um, people chewing their mouth open, or mm. or drinking, and like that, mm. like audible swallows, like like the gulp. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, who would you like to see on a new new bill, a new dollar bill, or a new hundred dollar bill? If you could put anybody on there. Oh man. Um, Re- real or fictitious, it doesn't matter. Real or fictitious? That's a good question. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll answer for Rachel and I'll say uh, RBG. Oh, nice. That's yeah. great. That'd I could see cool. her in the background right now, kind of like, you know, pumping her fist in the air. So. Yeah, I feel like that answer. <laughs> That's great. All right, so if you weren't going to be a counselor, what is another profession you would like to attempt? Um, I think maybe like teaching English, that was kind of my fallback or being an author or a writer, mm. more literary. What's one of your favorite books? I didn't know you were interested in that. Oh, uh, why? Well, <laughs> I'm really into like uh, fantasy fiction. Oh, um, yeah. So there's this series by an author I love, uh, Brandon Sanderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does like a lot of really like unique magic systems. So this one called Mistborn. Mm. Um where it's the there's like different metals in the universe and like there's like tin and aluminum and like copper and iron and stuff and if you ingest like the flakes of them it gives you like special powers so oh, like wow. uh, you you ingest like copper you get you can like pull metal towards you or you um, ingest iron you push metal away from you so really really unique stuff he comes up with um mm. an up and coming up and coming author that sounds awesome yeah so weird i know no no it's cool so you would <laughs> you would not only be a writer but you'd specifically probably write science fiction stuff probably yeah more nice. fantastical imaginative stuff yeah yeah if you could live anywhere what's a place you'd like to try living in once at least hmm. i think like oregon or washington state mm. Cause I, like i do i do love like the kind of rainy weather um Kind of cooler temperature, and then you have the forest there as well. So, right. I mean, it sounds pretty amazing. Yeah, I've never been to Oregon, but Courtney and I were in Washington State two summers ago, um, and it was I was blown away. I was like, I could oh, totally, yeah. I could totally move here. Um, I thought it was a really beautiful place for all the same reasons. You know, you said like the the climate was much more mild, even though it was you know the peak of the summer, right. and uh, just beautiful. You could just be on hiking trails. Exactly. The coffee was good. Oh, uh, yeah. The people were nice and laid back. <laughs> so, yeah. A little different. Yeah, yeah a, lot of, a lot of good stuff there. What are um, one one of your favorite musicians or favorite bands? Hmm. Um, there's this band I love called the Arcadian Wild. Mm-hmm. They're a really, really small kind of folk 
um, band. Nice. So, I love their sound. I love like um, acoustic or uh, just guitar instrumental stuff. Mm-hmm. That's great. And then the big final question, what would you like to hear God say to you when you arrive at the gates of heaven? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> like answer a question or um, just like a statement? Oh, it could be it could be either. I, I, that's that's actually a cool variation. I was thinking something mm-hmm. he would say to you, but yeah, you could. The question would be great too. I mean, I think it'd be really cool to hear him say like, "I'm proud of you," and like, "proud of the work that you've done," mm. or like, proud, "proud of like the lives that you've kind of helped heal." Yeah, that's really that's sweet. Kind of cool. Yeah, that's great. Oh, well, thanks, AJ. This is really yeah. it's a great time, and thankful for you. Thankful that you're at Grace Point, and Thankful for our conversation tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been really great. Thanks for having me do it. Cool. Well, have a good night and enjoy um, your evening with Rachel. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Yeah, all right. Thanks. Take care. <laughs> all right, later. Bye. Bye.